twowayradios.com, check, check. Bytwowayradios.com. Recorded almost live from Rock Hill, South Carolina. It's the Two Way Radio Show. Welcome to the Two-Way Radio Show. I'm Rick Savoy. I'm Danny Feimster. And I'm Anthony Roquet. And this is the podcast about two-way radios for business and consumer communications. Today we'll perform a basic comparison between the Ushin KGUV920PA and the new KGUV950P base mobile two-way radios. We'll compare the features of these radios and tell you which model we think comes out on top. We'll also review the new Motorola Talk About MU350R two-way radio and take some of your questions from our blog and our forums at twowayradioforum.com. Our show is sponsored by buytwowayradios.com, the source of two-way radios and radio accessories for businesses and consumers since 2002. Enter the promo code SHOW at checkout and save an additional 5% off your order. Buytwowayradios.com, your radio specialist. The Ushin KGUV950P quad band base mobile two-way radio is now available in the U.S. There was a lot of talk about this radio in the ham community in the months leading up to the launch, and it was likely the most eagerly anticipated product from Ushin in 2013. My two-way radios was one of the first radio dealers in the U.S. to have them, and as soon as they arrived, we immediately unboxed it and checked it out. Today we're going to compare this new radio with Ushin's other popular base mobile two-way radio, the KGUV920PA. These radios are, I, I, I'm still amazed at how popular these radios are uh, um, with the amateur radio guys. And, uh, you know, looking at them closely, you can really see why they're so popular because they, they have so many features and for such a reasonable price. These are amazingly versatile radios. I mean, they're just jam-packed with features. Uh, right, right. The KGUV920P we've carried for quite a while, and it's a, a dual-band radio. It does uh, 2 meter and 70 centimeter, and it's packed with features on top of that. The, the biggest difference between the UV950P and the 920P is that the 950 is quad-band. Where the 920P is dual band. Dual band. The, yeah. the 920 does 2 meter and 70 centimeter. Um, the 950 does 2 meter, 70 centimeter, but also 6 meter and 10 meter. Mm-hmm. Now, as far as the basic uh, features of these or the differences between the basic uh, features, as you said, they're almost the same radio. There are a few minor differences, though. Let's take, let's take a look at some of those. Um, well, power, they are, uh, they're both 40 uh, to 50 watts, 40 watts on UHF, 50 watts on VHF, I believe. The look of the radio, uh, the, the actual chassis of the radio is uh, slightly different. They've updated it with the 950, and uh, also the, the speaker mic, or the hand mic, is um, a different design as well. Now, they, the mic jack is actually in a different spot on the 950P uh, as it is from the 920P. On the 920P, uh, the 920PA is the one that we're, uh, that we're 
currently looking at and the one that we currently have at buy2wayradios.com, um, that's on the front of the chassis, on the front of the unit. And the 950P, the, the mic jack is located on the left side. That's right. The uh, speaker mic is more squarish as well with the the 950. I don't know. Squarish. If that's a, I like that. Okay. I'm just making up words here, but uh, it, more, it more square, rectangular <laughs> maybe. Uh, whereas um, the 920, the mic is is more rounded. It's small at the bottom and it gets larger as yeah. it gets, as you get closer to the top. It feels pretty good in your hand, though. Yeah, it does. Both of them do. Yeah, they, they they actually do. I think I prefer the 920, though, just from the, the way it looks. Well, we have a 920PA at home that my son Tommy and I use, and uh, uh, we call out to the local nets and everything with it. Uh, it's a really nice radio. It gets, you know, crystal clear. Everybody tells us that, that hears us say that we're just, we're just coming in crystal clear. Now, what we do is we have it connected to a uh, Tram 1185 dual band antenna, mobile antenna, right? Um, and we have it uh, stuck on a, a pizza pan plate in, in Tommy's room. That's his ham shack there now. And uh, and we're able to, to reach the the Roy Cars uh, two-meter repeater down in Rock Hill from South Charlotte, and which is a good 20 miles away from us, uh, with no problem. Everybody can hear it hear us very clearly uh we can reach out and he, he can he calls me on the radio from you know when i'm uptown sometimes and things like that we i can get him just fine yeah i know you're a big fan of the 920 you've been using it for for months now mm-hmm. and uh you've had nothing but good things to say about it well i mean there there are a couple of little caveats to it but it's nothing that that you know that's what are your biggest that, problems that, with it? That's really an issue too much. It, well, I, I think the biggest issue with the 920 is the volume. Um, on the first setting, the volume is, is pretty low, where you'd expect it to be. When you take it up to the second setting, it's like four to six times louder than you'd think you know, than the first setting. Right, it's I've noticed that as loud. well. It, it just jumps up. And then you take it to the other settings beyond that, and it's just, you know, it's, it's just... It's a very, very loud radio. There, there are is. three speakers on the 920, and the 950 is the same way, but um, <laughs> it's loud. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I really wish they would kind of, you know, put the stepping in a little bit. It should be uh, more gradual. You yeah, should be able yeah. to... Um, I, I, go from I think very so. low up to high in any increment you want. I, I think really also if they instead of having a uh, a volume control that does it in steps, if they just had a fluid volume control where I could just tweak it up just a little bit here, just a little bit there, um, I, and then they'd, it'd be perfect. It'd be perfect. But it's it's pretty good as it is. Any other drawbacks? Not really. Um, not really per se. It, it's been a pretty good radio. How easy is it to use? Uh, a lot of the uh, complaints that you hear with the imported radios, like the the Baofeng and the uh, Ushing, sometimes Ushing not so much the case. It's the manual, like the instructions, aren't as good as like maybe an ICOM or Yesu. Well, that's I mean that's a given. That's to be expected, really. You know, things get lost in the translation. Right. Pardon. Uh, you know, pardon the cliche. Now, I did think that the manual, I I haven't read it from cover to cover, but I've gone through the manual on the 920, and I thought it was pretty detailed. 
it's actually written a lot better than say like a bowfang yeah <laughs> manual <laughs> it's the bowfang manual you know just don't even bother reading the manual <laughs> it's that is pointless but the, the at least the ocean manual you can you can understand it and um and it, it makes some sense and yeah it it does really cover pretty much all of the features in there it doesn't cover them in detail i think and i think that's the the biggest issue that that users who buy this radio have with it is just not detailed it's very it's very sparse they they cover every uh feature it's just not covered to the point where you can understand all the ins and outs of every feature and but the thing is you can figure it out if you spend some time and that's what Tommy and I've been doing we, you know we spend some time playing around with it yeah you can figure it out and that's kind of the impression i had as well is it it was easy and i've taken this radio home and and played with it for a a couple of nights i don't use it on a daily basis like you do but it was very simple for me to figure out how to do the basic things Mm -hmm. but um then what was it we had a question from a customer about uh how to to get this thing to into crossband repeater mode we get a lot of questions from customers about how to put it in, in you know, how to make it a crossband repeater. I actually uh, wrote a uh, post in our forums recently that kind of outlined the, the exact process for doing it. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I'll probably do it with a follow-up video and a blog post at some point soon just to, to re- really flesh it out more and uh, to take people step-by-step step into the process. It's really not difficult at all once you kind of figure it out and uh if it's explained to you then it's like oh okay you know that that makes sense yeah, but uh if if you're looking at it and you're trying to program it from the software and, th- and i think that's the the key if you're going to make it into a crossband repeater um you really do that from the uh from the keypad you do it from the radio um you don't really do that so much from the from the software, from the programming software. Oh, okay. But that would be the way to, to put it simply. You just, just do it from the radio. But what's really cool about this radio is that you can make this into a full-fledged repeater by taking two of these radios and linking them together. You connect them together through the programming port there. Uh, there's a cable that comes with it that does that. Um, you can put these things together two of them, put one in uh, transmit mode and one in receive mode and make a full-fledged repeater out of it. Wow, that's a that's a nice feature. So for 500 to $600, you've got, got a nice little repeater. A repeater. Now, th- there is one caveat to that. I, I, would, I would recommend that if you're going to put this, uh, if you're going to set this up as a repeater, that you do it in low power mode. Because you can, if you do it in high power mode, you, uh, there is a tendency, from what I understand, to, uh, to to burn out the radio, to burn out the finals on this. So, so you really want to keep it down to say the the ten watt setting if you're going to do it in repeater mode as a full repeater. Hmm. Okay. Now, as far as the uh, the comparison, you can do that also on the 950p. Uh, all of this that you can do on the 920p with the crossband repeater and the full repeater, you can do it on the 950 as well. How about uh, the audio quality? The audio quality is surprisingly good. 
it better be good too because yeah, yeah there are three speakers there are two speakers on these things that are built into the chassis there's a slightly larger one and a smaller one and they can both be controlled independently there's a third speaker built into the hand mic so you have a total of three speakers there now do people that you're communicating with say that you're coming in well that they oh, yeah. they read yeah. you very well with yeah. this radio and, uh, you know, I've had a 950 on my desk that we had as a demo, and I've uh, been playing around with that. And uh, it's, um, it's, so far, I, I've, I've, been really, uh, I've been really pleased with its performance as well. Now, um, another difference between the 920 and the 950 that I want to mention is, is the antenna options. Mm-hmm. Um, with the 920... Uh, being a dual band radio, you do have a lot of antenna options because a dual band two meter seventy centimeter antenna is uh, it's, it's a, a very popular configuration. There, there's a lot of options now. If you're looking for an antenna that also does six meter and ten meter, your options are are getting much more narrow. You, yeah, you can build something yourself, which a lot of hams are are happy to do, but um, there's an antenna off the shelf that does those bands it isn't something that's widely available. I mean, they they are available. They're out there. Um, but finding a good one that is, uh, as you said, there are not as, as many of them out there, I don't think, as, as dual band antennas. But uh, finding one that's really properly tuned for all four bands to where it's going to work you know, really well and optimally for all four bands is, is a challenge. And uh, I've, I've looked through a lot of forums and, and uh, uh, news groups where, where that's a common issue. On a, you know, people have uh, varying degrees of success with one antenna or another. Uh, there are some antennas that are better than others for, for these, but for the most part, um, I think they all get pretty much mixed reviews from what I've seen. It just kind of, I think it kind of depends on, on, uh, uh, so it's not as cut and dry as, uh, maybe the the dual band antenna would be. Yeah. I don't, I don't think it is. Um, what about the price of these? What do they sell for? Well, the, uh, the 920P goes for $259.99, uh, from our website at bytwowayradios.com. And, uh, the 950P is $319.99. Now for the two extra bands, uh, that's not bad. So a $60 difference you know, yeah. I like the 950. Uh, I like having the option to do the 6-meter and the 10-meter. Now, yeah. uh, maybe, um, you know, you're a technician-level ham and you're happy with that and uh, you have no interest in, in doing 6-meter, 10-meter. 259 is a, a pretty good deal, and the, the 920 is a, a very well-tested radio at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, maybe it's a drawback through. to the 950 is how new it is. I believe when the 920 came out, there were a few revisions where some issues were fixed. Yeah. We haven't seen any problems with the 950 so far, but... Um, knock on wood. Knock on wood. But the 920 has gone through a few model changes, or a few changes and, and revisions uh, over the time. I think the first version was a 920R, I believe, and um, they've, they've had some issues early on with the earlier versions, but the 920PA... They seem to have found their sweet spot. Right. And, and, and it seems to work out pretty well. Now, I should mention also that right now um, we're using ours as a base station. And that's the thing. 
The 920p and the 950p can both be used as a mobile or base station. And you can turn it into a base station by just adding an optional power supply. Ocean has uh, a power supply that works very well with both these radios. That's the uh, the Ocean SPS33 power supply, and we also sell that. And uh, we I have believe that's home. the most popular um, accessory that that we sell with these radios. You know, believe it or not, we can't seem to keep it in stock. And and you all might think I'm joking here, but it, it that's really the case. You know, it's it's very difficult to keep this one in stock. Yeah, the the power supply is a very very popular product. Maybe because it's it's such a good price on seventy five dollars for mm-hmm. a thirty amp power supply that is very well reviewed. Now there are some power supplies that are maybe a little more uh, more heavy duty than this one, um, mm-hmm. but uh, you know you're going to pay you're going to pay uh, what 150 dollars 160 dollars for a lot of oh, those power supplies 300 dollars 500 yeah, yeah. and it, I wouldn't use this power supply to to power a a big receiver or anything mm-hmm. like that but for a, a mobile radio like a 920 or a 950. This power supply is perfect, yeah. and it's a really good price. So if you're looking to turn it into a base station, there's no reason not to give the SPS 33 uh, a shot. So to summarize all this, and comparing these two radios, uh, in my personal opinion, uh, they're, they're basically the same radio, essentially, with the same power and the same feature sets. Uh, the, the primary difference really is, is one is dual band, one is quad band. That's right, and that's pretty much uh, that's pretty much the sum of it. <laughs> <laughs> if you need six meter and ten meter, uh, they're they're yours for sixty dollars in the nine fifty. If if yeah. uh, you don't need it, go with the nine twenty. And uh, Rick gives it two thumbs up. I do, I do. Well, uh, any other any any other comments? Any other anything else we want to add to the? I don't think so. I'd like uh, to hear from people if you've bought a nine fifty or a nine twenty. Send us an email or. Uh, you know, let us know what you think of it. In fact, send us an email. Tell us uh, what your thoughts are and your uh, your review. Give us your review of both of these radios, and uh, we'll send you a two-way radio show T-shirt. Yes, we will. And an Ocean pen. That's nice of you, <laughs> uh, Rick. We have lots of Ushing. We uh, have a lot of accessories yeah, and goodies. Yeah. So. so we'll send a. We'll send a two-way radio show T-shirt and an Ocean four-color pen. Yes, so, uh, we will. How about a bag? We've got Ocean. Sure, bags why not? We'll send an Ocean bag too. So let's. Uh, so I tell you what, everybody who who sends in their review, and we'll read them on the on upcoming episodes of the two-way radio show. We'll send them a uh, an Ocean bag, an Ocean four-color pen, and. Uh, two-way radio show t-shirt while supplies last while supplies last all right coming up we'll review the motorola talk about mu350r two-way radio is it the next big thing in bluetooth or are we just talking through our teeth we'll talk about it next on the two-way radio show Searching for two-way radios? Buy two-way radios has what you need. Buy two-way radios is the source for two-way radios and radio accessories from major name brand manufacturers for businesses and consumers alike. 
Buy Two-Way Radios provides more than just great radios at a great price. We are a leading source of expert advice on the products that we sell and can assist in finding the perfect solution for you or your business. We also deliver great service. Our products are stocked at our local warehouse. This allows us to guarantee processing time and fast shipment of your order. Whether you're searching for two-way radios for general consumer or business use, Buy Two-Way Radios can help you find the best solution for you. Give us a call at 1-800-584-1445 or enter our live chat at buytwowayradios.com weekdays. Buy Two-Way Radios at buytwowayradios.com. Your radio specialists. You're listening to the Two-Way Radio Show. And this week we're going to review a new talk about two-way radio from Motorola with Bluetooth, the MU350R. Well, it's finally here. We've uh, been talking about it for, we've known about it for about a year, I guess. Um, and it's finally hit our shelves, the MU350R uh, talk about the first Bluetooth compatible consumer grade FRS GMRS two-way radio. I, I'm excited about this radio. We've got a lot of folks that get tired of the traditional wired headsets or, or speaker mic and they want something uh that's completely uh you know hands-free a bluetooth type deal and uh this this radio covers it um it'll work with your traditional most traditional bluetooth headsets uh, you know it'll pair just fine uh you have to use the push to talk that's on the side of the radio of course um but they also have some other accessories available that pods that are available or soon to be available to utilize with your, your Bluetooth or even some uh, wired headsets. I think the pod that you're talking about is kind of cool. In that, it is. That what it does, it's a, a model 1693, and it can be used as just a floating push-to-talk button that's not attached to anything, completely wireless. It's completely wireless. Or... You can plug a, a standard earpiece into this wireless push-to-talk button and pair the push-to-talk button with the radio. That's right. So lots of cool options there. But they've they've done they've packed this radio full of uh, all sorts of, of features. Um, you know, still got your your standard twenty two FRS GMRS channels, your hundred and twenty one privacy codes. It's IP fifty four weatherproof, which is great. Um, you know, you're seeing that a lot from from Motorola hitting the consumer grade radios. It's IP54 is protection from dust, uh, weather conditions. You know, whether it be snow or rain splashes. Yeah, this isn't submersible, but it's very weatherproof. It's like the step before that. This this weatherproof radio is more waterproof than the GXT-1000, which advertises itself as being waterproof. Exactly. And that's only a uh, JIS-4 level, whereas this would be a 5. You know, I'd like to say that from the looks of it, right, I mean, we're, we've got a pair of them right here in front of us. Just looking at it, it actually looks more waterproof than the GXT-1000. It, it really does, at least to me. Yeah, well, it's it certainly, even by the specs, it's more waterproof than the GXT-1000. Uh, it's, it's got, it comes with extended life batteries, 1,300 milliamp 
nickel metal battery packs. Um, going to get you some pretty decent talk time. Yeah, that that's an awesome battery. That's the the MT three fifty two is another ra- the only other radio that comes with that battery pack. And uh, I mean, there's some there's some business grade radios that come standard with a, a thirteen hundred milliamp batteries, which is uh so that's that says something. Um, you know about these being the you know the consumer grade. Yeah, most talkabouts are are half that battery life. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the way this thing feels. There, you know, Motorola for years had the these you know all their radios pretty much look the same. They're starting to kind of give these things a business grade feel to them, in my opinion. Uh, they add the soft gr- uh, rubber grip around the the sides of them. It gives it just a good feel. Um, compared to some of the older modeled talkabouts. Um, I think you're right. They, they do look more professional than, uh, than some of the other, you know, like say the some of the, uh, in the MS series, the MH series. A lot um, of people like to compare them to toys. They'll say, oh, those are, those are toys, yeah. you know, because they just look, some of them look, I don't care how they look, I just want them to work. But these definitely have a good, uh, solid feel to them. Uh, sound quality is great in it. Um, They've improved the audio quality yes, in this radio. Yes, it's a Class D amplifier, switch capacitor filter. Basically, they're just saying improved audio performance, better clarity, things like that. And they do. They have a, um, a great sound output to them. Um it's got your built-in flashlight, which is becoming a norm in most of your consumer-grade radios. The VibraCall vibrating alert, which is great for this high noise um, time. And you know, with the, being a Bluetooth, you you know you you just have to have it on you somewhere. If you're carrying a purse, if you're carrying a satchel, you know, got an inside coat pocket, whatever, you can stick that radio in there and use the Bluetooth option. You'll you know. You, be able to feel this thing um what do you think about the fact that they're not shipping it with the base charger it only has the um like pigtail usb plug-in charger i mean that's that's the way everybody's pretty much going anymore i mean i like the fact that i like where everybody's going with these usb pigtails i think you're already used to that with your cell phone exactly and it takes up, you know, one, it's uh, it's less packaging. It's one less thing to go bad. You right. know, a lot of times you get uh, uh, folks that will call and go, my charger base is fried. It's gone bad. Or I left my charger base on a cruise ship. Exactly. Um, you know, with this, it takes up a lot less room, not only just on your desktop or countertop, but in the packaging. Weather alerts, it's got the the – what I call like a man down button on top, red button, hold that button down for a couple seconds. What it does is it alerts the other radios, increases their volume, and then puts the radio that, that triggered the man down or alert into Vox mode. Um, hopefully nobody ever has to use that, but it's a, it's a neat little feature to have for you know those, those situations where you wish you had it. Uh, still comes with the standard two and a half millimeter plug on the side for wired accessories, which is nice. Um, you don't just have to use the Bluetooth; you can use your your wired accessories that you already have. It, 
radio's just jam-packed full of stuff. I'm, I'm excited about it. Um, it's a long time coming. I think a lot of people, Bluetooth is, everything's Bluetooth now. Pretty much everybody has a Bluetooth earpiece, and it will make life a lot simpler for some of those professions or usages where you don't want a cord getting hung up on something. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're in a, a dental office and you don't want, you know, your cord always gets caught on the chair or a patient or whatever, or if you're uh, hiking or, or whatever, that cord, you know, can sometimes get in the way and get snagged. But, uh, you know, a couple of years ago, I was, maybe it wasn't quite that long ago on, on an episode of the show, I was lamenting the fact that more radios didn't have weather channels and weather alerts on them. And since then, I've noticed that uh, it seems like all the major radio manufacturers are adding them in almost as a standard feature. And uh, and here's one more radio that has them, you know, 11-channel weather receiver as a standard feature on this radio. It's, it's good to see because I, I, I think all radios should, should really have them. Yeah, that's that's a uh, definitely nice to have. What do you think the MT three fifty two, Anthony, is uh, sort of the step down from this? It it seems like the specs match up pretty well that one to this one. Would you recommend the MU three fifty or the MT three fifty two if you don't need Bluetooth? Obviously, this is the choice if you if you need Bluetooth with your radio. Is there enough extra here to make you go up and spend the extra money for this radio versus the 352? What's the difference in price between the MT-352? Is it $94.99, I think? $78. Ooh. It's about a $25 difference from the MT-352 to the MU-350. $25 to get that Bluetooth. I do think it does sound a little bit better. I, I But I, I was commenting about how this thing feels i think it feels it kind of reminds me of the old t7400s that used to be out years ago one of the most popular probably talk about radio it was probably one of the most popular talkabouts to 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 hit ever and it this thing just in your hand it feels like a you know it feels like that radio if you don't ever think you're going to use bluetooth it's probably worth saving that 25 bucks but if you think if there's you know, it's it, it's one of those things that twenty five bucks isn't going to bother you. You know, it's not going to put you out of your budget. Maybe if you don't think you're going to use it, but you have a Bluetooth earpiece sitting around, exactly and, that you already have, maybe it's worth it. It's better to it's better to have it as an option, I guess, uh-huh. than to go to kick yourself six months down the road and go, oh man, I, you know, I could really use a bluetooth headset with i wish i could use that with this radio that i've this mt352 that i've got right um you know for the extra 25 bucks you know if you could do it get it and you know if you never use it great if you you know if you uh i'd rather you not kick yourself down the road going man i wish i really could have you know used this radio with my bluetooth headset but great retail price on it um you know, we've got them on our site right now for one hundred four ninety nine for the pair. And if you enter for promo code SHOW at checkout, you can get an additional 5% off that price. That's right. Now, you know, keep in mind it doesn't come with any Bluetooth headsets. That price does not include the Bluetooth headsets. They're not packaged that way for Motorola. But like I said, most people have a, a, a Bluetooth 
mean, they used to give them away with cell phones years ago, and you can pick up a decent little Bluetooth device now for twenty, thirty bucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, that and most of them will pair with these with these uh, radios. You should. Now, see, I have a question. I'm I'm going to have to test this out. I have a vehicle that uh, ha- that's equipped with uh, with Bluetooth for my for my smartphone. I'm just curious if this might pair with that. I haven't tried it. I'm sure it would. I'd have to test it out and see if it'll pair up uh, in my car. You know, uh, you and, know, I've, I've got a and, Bluetooth uh, stereo speaker at the house that runs through my iPad. I bet you I could probably link this to that device. Sounds like you guys have homework assignments. Yeah, it'd, it'd be fun giving it a try. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But one oh four ninety one oh four ninety nine on the website um I, I think you know people that are looking for a uh an alternative to wired headsets you know this is um you you're, I, I think people are going to buy these off the shelf That's no doubt about really it really not yeah. a bad price if you need a bluetooth not at all accessory uh, compare that to uh the bluecom which we sell that that is a device yeah. that makes any radio bluetooth and one of those sells for over a hundred dollars Exactly. So here you're getting Bluetooth built into your radio for around $25 more than the next radio down. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if we start seeing more of these radios come out like that in the very near future. Bluetooth is really, you know, there was a whole period where Bluetooth just, it just wasn't making a big splash in some areas. I mean, for cell phones, yes. For things like two-way radios, uh, not so much because this is not the first time that uh, anyone's tried uh, putting Bluetooth accessories with radios. But uh, but this is the, really the first time the consumer level. Yeah, that, it's, it's uh, usually it's been an been add-on done. when I've seen it. Anyway, and and with the add-on, sometimes they're problematic because you have to think everything together that's right and with radios in general the push to talk has always been an issue with the cell phone it's full duplex so you know there's no push to talk requirement but with a radio it's different so with the bluetooth earpiece how do you handle the push to talk well it looks like motorola's figured it out yeah they've got the the 1693 option or you can just use the, the button right on the side of the radio that's right i think that other manufacturers are going to be watching Motorola on this one to see what happens. If this thing doesn't really take off, you know, other manufacturers might, might just say, well, you know, I'm not going to worry about Bluetooth. But if if uh, they see that this, that this is becoming a popular item, a really popular item, uh, I think we may start seeing more, more of these things on the market uh, and maybe a little sooner than we might think. We'll see. No doubt about it. Well, uh, any other thoughts on the uh, MU350R? No, I think we pretty much covered it. Would you call it a cool little radio? It is. I like. I definitely like it. I'm. I'm excited to see. Who I'm really excited to see with this this radio is. We get a lot of uh, motorcyclists that call. Yeah. And yeah. a lot of these guys. I mean, these guys spend crazy money on these uh, on their accessories for their bikes and a lot mm-hmm. of their systems are going to bluetooth compatible um with a push to talk on the handlebars and and i think this will be a uh, uh would be a great option for them 
um, you know, to link into their helmet sets and, and, and go. I bet you're right. I think that a lot of the earpieces already exist for allowing you to talk on your cell phone That's right. with the motorcycle helmet on. So um, these radios should just link right into that. That's exactly right. I agree. I agree. Well, we have some uh, comments and questions from our blog and our forums at twowayradioforum.com. Um, the first one comes from the first one comes from Newbie Ham, and uh, he's asking about the UV nine twenty P A, and he says, uh, "My question is, what's the difference between it and the UV nine twenty P without the A classification? Is the A the older unit, newer? I understand there have been a few revisions on this unit since release, which I know is typical with new radios as they work the unfound bugs out. Thanks in advance for any clarification you can give on this." And that's from Newbie Ham. Um, I believe that the the A uh, stands for the uh, it's the American version American of version, the uh, 920P, and I believe there's some slight changes um, versus like a European version. Like uh, this is a Part 90 type accepted radio that can be used for business purposes, and the A is narrowband compliant. Right, and they have indeed, as we mentioned earlier in the show, they have indeed uh, worked a lot of the bugs out. No, granted, would you not I, say they've worked all the bugs out? Well, I would say that the the one thing that I would like for them to prove on, as I mentioned earlier, is the volume issue. Uh-huh. But other than that, I think for the most part they've they've got it figured out on this one. So the only problem you see is the volume. Uh, what do you think? <laughs> I I think it works great, but I've only used it two or three times. <laughs> It's it's the only problem that that I see is is prevalent on this unit that we're using. I haven't really at this point in time encountered really any other issues with it. I, I, my impression is it's an awesome radio. We get great we we sell a ton of them and mm-hmm. we get great feedback on it. Yeah, I love it. Tommy and I both uh, love it. Well, our uh, next question is from uh, David. And he says, love the discussion you had comparing the Midland GXT-1000 and the Midland GXT-2000. Great info. And he's referring to an episode we did some time back, and we did a, a comparison on those two radios. He says, uh, I operate a paintball course, and we use the GXT-1000 on the course. It's heavily wooded and rolling terrain at about 3,000-foot distance between base camp and the players. Base camp is in a 14-foot enclosed trailer. The question I have is this. Is there a way to increase reception within that trailer? I've heard that antennas or amplifiers can be used, but is that true? Will that help me escape the seemingly static-filled transmissions when used in the trailer? Thanks a ton. Love the site and definitely love Love the discussions, and that's from David. Uh, thank you, David. Really, really appreciate it. Um, yeah, uh, there is a way to increase reception in the trailer, and that's basically to uh, to use an external antenna. Um, that would probably be the single most important thing you could do to increase the the uh, an external the, antenna the, is, is the, the transmission. But 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 huh? An external antenna is definitely going to do it, but I don't know if it's going to be the right thing for his case because if you're playing paintball, <laughs> yeah. you're going to have a, a handheld radio, and, and he says he's using GXT-1000s, which don't support an and external antenna. So. And that's the but. Yeah. Because FRS, GMRS radios, GXT-1000s, 
you, you can't uh, connect an external antenna to those. And based on my experience, the GXT-1000 has just uh, about as much power as any other radio that, that I've used in mm-hmm. that class, you know, a consumer-type radio. Within the trailer, it's, it's going to be an issue because the trailer is what, uh, aluminum, I would say? A lot of aluminum in there. Uh, I would say about the best thing you could do if you're just using GXT-1000 is to uh, roll up a window, stick your head out with it. And, <laughs> and I, don't, I don't mean to sound flippant with that response. It's just uh, your choices are limited when it comes to these types of radios. I think it would be kind of cool, though, if you're playing a paintball. It kind of gives you like the Vietnam War setting where the trans the reception yeah. was coming in yeah. kind of squeaky and staticky. It kind of gives you the... That's the a whole, good point. It was never crystal clear in Vietnam. That's uh-huh. true. That's that's a very good point, Anthony. You know, maybe that static is part of the 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 role play. Feel. Yeah, right. it's part of the the sound and the feel of of authentic play. Enjoy your poor reception. <laughs> Embrace it. Yeah, um, yeah. The answer is uh, for the FRS GMRS radios. Um, you sort of have to make the best of, of the situation on those. Or um, add a base station to your trailer. Yeah. If you can get a hold of a GMRS base station, uh, that will take an external antenna. You can do that. But, Which we uh, can help you with. We can yeah, help you with that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that pretty much does it for our questions and uh, comments this uh, week. Send in your comments and questions for Danny, Anthony, or myself to show at buy2wayradios.com. If you want to know more about today's topic or about two-way radios in general, check out our forum discussions at twowayradioforum.com. You can subscribe to the Two-Way Radio Show directly from our website at twowayradioshow.com or hear it on iTunes, blueberry.com, or stream it on Stitcher. Uh, Before we go and close out this episode, uh, any final comments? I don't think so. Nope. Nope. Anything else you want to add? Nope. Okay. Well, today's show is sponsored by BuyTwoWayRadios.com. Whether you're searching for two-way radios for general consumer or business use, BuyTwoWayRadios can help you find the best solution for your needs. Enter the promo code SHOW at checkout and save an additional 5% off your order. Give us a call at 1-800-584-1445 or enter our live chat at BuyTwoWayRadios.com. Well, everyone, as always, thanks for listening, and until next time, for the two-way radio show, I'm Rick Savoya. I'm Danny Feimster. And I'm Anthony Roquet. And we're out.